Hi, and welcome to Friends with Brother Adam. My name is Dennis, and I'll be your host for this evening. We're going to be touching on uh, some beekeeping helpers or, or software for beekeeping. Um, and it's something that I was asked about uh, earlier this week, and I've been sitting here thinking about it. And instead of just going over my favorite beekeeping app, we're actually gonna go over some of the things that are covered by beekeeping apps. You won't get every single beekeeping uh, thing that you want in there in a single app, unfortunately, but there are certain ones that you can get that you have access to the um, people who make uh, the beekeeping app and they will actually listen to you and hey, you might even be able to get uh, some of the things that you want put in. But we're going to be talking about all of it and some of the things that you can have in it and uh, ticking off as many boxes as you can is really important. However, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about where you can find me. You can find me on https colon forward slash forward slash lbry.tv or on odyssey.com. You're going to be looking for friends of brother Adam. You can also find me here on Anchor. Uh, you can go to the store and get Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm and find the Anchor app online. It is by Spotify. Um, this is the, actually the one that I'm using right now. They broadcast it out to every um, podcast um, yeah, um, platform out there. And uh, they do that in order to uh, <laughs> essentially get money from every other podcast platform. And they utilize your podcast for free and get money from it. So that's where they're, why they're offering this free service to people like myself. Um, I don't get anything off of these particular ones, but uh, you can help me out. Um, you can also find me on Podbean. I'm really not excited about that platform. Um, I have been listening to podcasts on that platform myself, but as I started publishing, I realized that they don't pay me for my podcasts either. <laughs> so I was like, I don't like that. So I think I'm going to be uh, looking for another uh, place to live. Um, I think uh, I might be heading towards Float, F-L-O... OT, I believe. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll be looking into that and seeing what I can find with that. Um, Floats is, uh, has a crypto uh, environment, which means that if I choose to uh, sell my podcasts for a very small price, like five cents each type of thing, at least I'll be getting something something. <laughs> And, uh, of course, that always helps to encourage the podcaster to put out more uh, podcasts more often. And for that, I actually have to apologize. I haven't gotten a podcast out now for about two, two and a half weeks, so I apologize. But, uh, yeah, things have been happening in the beekeeping world. Been going crazy for me, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. Um, you can support us by watching Odyssey and Library. Every time you watch one of my 
um, shows and podcasts on Odyssey or Library. Um, I get a small little something something and you get a small little something something from them for watching. It's kind of nice. But you can also send me a library coin tip as well on every single one of these podcasts that I'm putting out for free. <laughs> there is a QR code on the splash screen of the podcast for Bitcoin. And if you have a little bit of uh, Bitcoin you can send me, I'd really appreciate it. If you're finding that these things are um, working for you and that you like uh, these podcasts, please send me a little something something. I am saving up to buy myself a video editing PC and uh, I've decided that I'm only affording it as the uh, um, Bitcoin and as the library coin tips come in. Um, and as always, you can always contact me at fatbhoneyranch at gmail.com. Um, and uh, with that, you can um, also send me an e-transfer if you so wish. Uh, I appreciate uh, money that direction as well. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening and I really appreciate all you do for me and, and my, my company and uh, for the podcast here. We want to try and get this out to as many people as we possibly can. So make sure on the platform you're listening to, to like, subscribe, um, uh, refer it to your friends. If you happen to not be a beekeeper and you're just kind of learning and you bump into somebody who wants to know more, send them a link to my podcast. I'm telling you, it's one of the better ways of uh, learning how to do beekeeping is by listening to it on a podcast. Um, you get to uh, utilize your imagination to visualize some of the things. And uh, honestly, I find that that makes things stick a whole lot easier in my brain. <laughs> That's just the way I'm put together. Some people are put together different. They need to write things down. So if you need to take notes and things like that, I understand. Anyways, let's jump into our beekeeping 201. <laughs> We're gonna be starting some uh, more advanced beekeeping ideas here tonight. Um, it is very important that you write down what is happening with your hives. You cannot keep track of all the things that are happening in hives um, and keep track of everything that's happening in your life. So um, what we usually teach in our beekeeping classes is it's always good to have a hard copy of whatever you're doing. So um, what we do is, here, hang on, I gotta write this down. I just thought of another little note here, so I'm writing it down. Um, what you need to do is you need to have a hard copy because if anything happens to your software and you don't have hard copies, you're hooped. You're hooped as far as uh, turning in things for tax returns. You're hooped as far as uh, figuring out what happened during what season. I mean, you can remember some of the highlights, but honestly, you're not going to remember too much about it if it's not written down. So we always teach people to, we, we hand out a, a copy of an inspection and we say, look at this copy of this inspection. And we encourage people to photocopy it 500 times. And every time they go out to a beehive, pull out this piece of paper and a pencil and scribble, scratch, scratch, and write down what you're doing. Pretty hard to do when you got sticky fingers and blah, 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 but you uh, do your best and try and record things. 
Other ways that people record things is they sometimes write it on the hive body. So if they have, uh, for example, what I've done is a quick reference. I've spray painted a grid on the front of some of my hives that has um, queenless, uh, queen cell, unmated queen, queen, right. And then uh, I also have a, a slot for uh, a specialty hive that doesn't necessarily include a queen. Those are the ones that you're using to create queens um, and, and you have to have special conditions and it has to be a queenless hive. So that's, what, that's the grid that I have on the front of my hive. And I have a push tack that I just push in each one of those areas. And uh, it's very easy, quick reference. Some people use quick reference things like uh, positions of the bricks or, or the rocks on top of the hives. You know, if they have two bricks on top of the hive, it means something. If the brick is turned sideways, it means something. So they've got their own little code or something. Um, what other people do is they take off the upper hive cover and they turn it over. And before they start doing anything, they write on the date. And then they write a few brief notes in Sharpie across the in, in, inside of the hive cover. Um, and then when they turn it over and put it on the hive, the Sharpie's not going to be worn off at all because it's on the inside of the hive. The weather's not getting to it. The bees don't damage it. And so you're able to pull it off, take a look at it and say, oh, this particular hive is missing a queen. I put a queen cell in on this date. It should be hatched and, and the queen should have been out and mated already. So let's take a look and see if there's eggs. So that's a way of, of understanding what's happening in your hive. The other way that you can uh, understand what's happening in your hive is uh, if you um, utilize software. So most of us take our phones out to our apiaries. Um, it's a good practice to have because if you end up having some sort of an accident where you can't get back to the vehicle and you can't drive yourself out and you need somebody to come rescue you, having a cell phone on you is a really good idea. Okay, so, or even if you have a panic button that hooks up to your cell phone that calls your emergency number and uh, you're within range of your cell phone but you're not don't have it on you because you're going to get all sticky and wet and blah 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 that's a good idea as well um, doesn't help with uh, <laughs> recording stuff but at least you know you have some uh, ability to call for help that's electronic um, but Going back to writing things down by utilizing the technology methods, there are perfect ways of recording stuff and it's the latest and greatest and let me tell you, it's the cat's meow. Um, these software apps do so many different things um, and, uh, and then you can also get hardware, I guess, adjuncts. <laughs> so they're hardware pieces that you put into your hive and they register humidity, they register weight, they register sound, um, they register infrared, um, they register all sorts of different things like uh, geolocation, movement of the hives, all sorts of things like that. That feeds into stuff we're going to be talking about later. But the adjuncts, the, the technology that you can put into your hive, super cool. And then um, these apps also can make certain labels 
for the hive. And so literally you walk up with your cell phone, point it at the, the hive with the camera, take a picture and it takes you directly to the software, takes you directly to the apiary, takes you directly to the hive you're looking at, and then you can start your stuff. <laughs> freaking awesome, just freaking awesome. Anyway, so I wanted to more or less talk about common traits and then some of the things that will be included in some of these uh, software apps. And once we get that down, then um, we can go into maybe some of the things that I use and uh, that, that I find very useful. And I have a list of like 20 some different apiary apps that you can get. And, uh, and, and you can try them out. A lot of them have uh, a function where you can try out most of the things for free, and then you end up having to pay anywhere between 50 to $1,000 for the software. A lot of times you pay for a year and that's it and then it's a recurring subscription and it only stops when you stop your your recurring subscription so just be cognizant that when you're paying for these things know whether or not it's a recurring subscription and if you decide you don't want to use it anymore cancel your subscription remember to otherwise money just keeps disappearing and you don't know where <laughs> not a good thing mm. Okay, we're going to talk about common traits of apps and software. Most apps and software deal with apiary management. So it goes from the uh, largest down to the smallest. So it goes apiary, hive management, and then inspections. Um, your apiary management, you get all the info, the number of beehives, the type of beehives. If you're anything like me, you're experimenting with five or six different kinds of beehives. So, you know, foam beehives, uh, um, Warre hives, Langstroth hives, Top Bar hives, uh, Log hives, all sorts of hives. And, and you want to be able to say in your thing, this is a log hive, take a picture, blah, blah, blah. So with your apiary management, it's important to have the ability to label what you have and how many boxes, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the apiary management, you need to have the ability for a geolocation. So essentially you say to the, uh, the software app, please sample my geolocation right now. This is where hive number one is. Or please sample the GSP or GPS location this is where my apiary number one is or this is where my zom apiary is it's where i keep all my zombies you get it <laughs> anyways um you need to be able to have that that's a great thing uh, another thing that is good is being able to find out the weather in each of your apiary management locations and uh also excuse me, um, maps to help note important things around your apiary. Places for water, places for that you found uh, a bee tree or places where um, swarms always go to. So it's, you know, you need to 
place a, a swarm catcher in that area type of thing. And uh, mapping out where you're getting swarms every year is very important as well. Hive management. So you're going from bigger to smaller, right? So hive management. You want something that accepts hive labels, numbers, QR codes, trackers that are inserted into the hive. Um, you want to be able to, and, and that, that's a beautiful thing. That was the thing I was talking about before, a little QR code on the front of the hive. So this software allows you not only to work on your cell phone, but onto your regular computer. And then you can go onto your regular computer and it assigns a QR code to each of your hives. You print them off. It has a, a, a label underneath it that says, this hive belongs to your, your apiary business um, hive number one. And then it has um, a QR code on top and that QR code tells your phone in your software where to go, which hive this is. It's beautiful. It's just freaking beautiful. Um, in your hive management area, you need to talk about pest management. So uh, not only things that are in the hive, but things that are out of the hive. Queen genetics. You need to be able to say this is a queen from the queen from last year that actually made it through the winter so we want to promote her genetics so these are her daughters and uh, we're doing this this and this we want to cross this hive with this hive because this hive has lots of honey and this hive um, the queen is two years old so got longevity so let's cross these two and see what we can do um, so yeah queen genetics is a good thing um, purpose of the hive. So you have a whole lot of hives in your apiary and if you do not have a hive with the purpose of um, being absolutely mean to that hive, <laughs> then you probably aren't doing beekeeping right. Um, there are some hives that put out tons and tons and tons and tons of brood and that's all they do all day long type of thing. So you would go to that hive and you call that your quote-unquote feeder hive and so you would be pulling out brood cap brood out of that going over to your hive that doesn't have very many bees in it and dropping a whole entire frame of cap brood into that and within uh, five ten days they're going to have so many bees in that new hive that it's just going to be exploding um, a lot of times what people do is they will take uh, queens that are struggling they don't have a really good pattern and they're really struggling. They'll take those bees and retire them. Instead of squishing them, they'll put them into a smaller beehive and put it at the back of the uh, apiary and let that bee just live out her life. Let that bee uh, lay stuff. Let the, the hive decide that it wants to requeen and start putting out queen cells. Perfect place to get your queen cells from perfect place to get extra brood that you need and you're not worried that you're going to uh, let that uh, hive die out because in all intents and purposes that's what you're waiting for it to happen they're waiting for um, you're waiting for them to ball up that queen and throw her out or for uh, her to swarm out and go someplace else and leave the eggs there so that they can create a new queen in the retirement home so 
there's a lot of things that you can do and a lot of different kinds of hives that you can have. You can have hives that are meant for um, making queens. You can have hives that are meant to uh, keep um, the amount of males in your, your apiary, your drone count up. So you have essentially a drone hive with a laying queen or a laying worker. So she's only putting out drones and you keep throwing in new frames of capped bees so that they have more workforce, but they're only putting out drones. And so that's good because you keep your drone count up and you can keep that hive going until the fall and just let it die off. I mean, that's a, that's a great way of upping the amount of drones in your apiary. Um, you can have certain hives that you're only using for production, so making honey. <laughs> So you want to have big monster hives with tons and tons of bees in there. So you'll be borrow, big borrowing and stealing um, uh, brood from all the other hives. And, and you'll be making a monster hive that is uh, happy, not swarming, going out, uh, taking advantage of all the, uh, the flow that's happening. And then when the flow ends, then you break down the hive and, and move it to another hive that needs a little more... Um, bee power or needs rescuing or whatever so there are different reasons that you have different hives um, you might just have a hive that's fun <laughs> you know I have a log hive that I'm I started up I had a, a queen on one frame of brood and and I took and shook four frames of uh, worker bees in there and then put in the one frame of uh, brood with the queen on it and I also put in um, several frames of honey, close that up, and I'm leaving it for the season. I want to see what they do. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And the only purpose of that hive is to show me what you do in the wild. <laughs> so that's, that's what I, I'm hoping to do. Other, other thing is you might have one that you let requeen itself and uh, you let swarm out and then you try and capture the swarms as it swarms out. That way you have a natural uh, non-mechanical swarm that comes out of the hive. You capture those bees and you take them and put them into a new hive. They're very happy in their new hive and they don't go anywhere. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can have bees for, beehives for. And you need to be able to write down what's happening with that beehive so you don't forget. Um, you might want to record the amount of brood, the, the diseases that they may or may not have, the treatments that you've done. Um, and, and this goes down to the lowest area is inspections. Uh, amount of brood, disease, treatment of bees, um, things like the date, the time, the weather overview, temperature range for the day, humidity index, wind speed, altitude, and historical data. All those things, but every season for the past seven seasons type of thing. So you get a kind of a little graph thing going there and you can tell, you know, what to expect, that kind of thing. So um, also that feeds into the task scheduling. So. Um, it has labeled on their seasons, flows, dearths, feeding times, uh, feeding rates, treatments, pollination contracts that you may or may not have, 
Um, it'll also have uh, uh, life cycles of other animals on there, uh, such as uh, Varroa life cycles. Uh, it might have, um, you know, uh, uh, um, times when you have um, mice coming more into your hive, so you get uh, uh, poisons out for the mice. You you know, your, your, all your task scheduling is on there. And on the task scheduling, you'll also have uh, your yard maintenance, you'll also have vehicle maintenance, you'll also have um, um, purchase and uh, creation of woodenware, of frames, um, time for you to start processing your wax, time for you to start processing your honey, all these dates and times and and booked scheduled task so that's that's what you want in there as well you'll also want to record your production data if you don't record your production data there what do you put on your uh, production reports to the government hmm? do you guess or do you have the exact numbers I like to have the exact numbers when it comes to uh, um, the department of making you sad um, and so being able to have those exact numbers being able to just refer to something and pull out a number and say there it is that's the exact number that is super awesome you also want to keep track of your har harvests like your honey harvest your pollen harvest your wax harvest the number of nukes that you made this year the number of nukes that died this year the number of nukes you sold this year the number of swarms captured this year you want to be recording your financials so pictures of receipts money in money out uh, cost of equipment mileage gst pst sales tax You'll want to uh, put on there any loans, loan payments due, um, when your egg, egg loan is due, um, when your uh, money for your payment on your truck is due, <laughs> equipment, new equipment costs that are expected, woodenware costs, all sorts of things like that. Um, you're also going to want graphics and picture log. So this is an area where you have the ability to put graphs and analysis, uh, pictures of frames. So a lot of times what people will do is they'll go through and they'll take pictures front and back of every frame of every single hive. And it is, it's just a really quick way of documenting where the hive is. And they'll put um, hive one and 15 pictures. And, and then um, inspection two, 15 more pictures. Inspection three, 15 more pictures. So then in the, in the winter, you're able to come back and look at first inspection, second inspection, third inspection. You're able to start pulling some things together and you start being able to say after the fact, oh, do you see that? There's queen cell that I missed. Oh, look at that. Um, there, there is some cobwebs on one of the frames. That's, a, that's something that needs to be treated. We got some wax moss there. Oh, look at that. You know, uh, got a spotty uh, um, brood presentation. So probably we need to replace this queen here on the next inspection, blah, blah, blah. So it really helps you have that graphics. Some people take pictures of pest damage 
um, both for being able to teach people about pest damage and also because of insurance claims when a certain four-legged black pest comes and knocks over your hives and steals all the honey and brood. <laughs> you might need to go to your insurance company and say, I got a disease. It's called bears. <laughs> so yeah. That's why we would keep pictures of that. Um, pictures of operation. So if you have a podcast or a video cast that you're doing and you want to keep pictures of your operation or pictures of strange things that happened or pictures of strange magnificent bee funnies that have happened. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, pictures of everybody who has worked at your apiary who has been stung by a bee and pictures of their warped faces, hands, feet, <laughs> wherever they got stung. It's kind of fun and interesting to look at later on and, and laugh at uh, some of your employees. <laughs> Have them laugh at each other. So. <laughs> Um, it's always good to have uh, trespass pictures on there. Um, you never know when you have to start linking trespasses together and then walking into your local police station or RCMP place and putting in a complaint against such and such individual. And here are 15 pictures of him walking through my apiary kicking over hives, you know. So uh, that's, that's a good thing to have. Another thing to have on the pictures and graphics is it would be a really good thing if you had web link trail cams and trail cam notifications through your app. A lot of a lot of the uh, uh, apps don't have this but it's it's if you can find one perfect. All right um, you want to have um, and so this is now under uh, just miscellaneous things um, you want to have phone contacts, neighbors, uh, farmers next to you who may be spraying, blah, blah, blah. You want all those phone numbers, contacts, names, uh, addresses, so that if you have to, you can call some of those people and say, hey, I thought you were going to call me when you were spraying. <laughs> can you call me next time when you're spraying? <laughs> Please. Um, and... Uh, it's also a good thing to be able to keep track of uh, what uh, things you've taken as presents to some of these people so that you can say, hey, you know, I brought you that nice bottle of Jack Daniels uh, the last time. Do you remember? Yeah, the, I'm that beekeeper. Is there any possibility of me putting some bees on uh, the corner of this blah, 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 and, uh, you know, throwing up 10, 15 hives right there? Are you spraying there? Yeah, good, okay. I'm not gonna spray there. Great, we'll put them there. You know, being able to have that um, background information along with the phone contacts is a good thing. Um, you also would need a place that you can keep uh, emergency directions to the site. So in case you had to call an ambulance, you just flip to your app or you flip to something on your phone and you have those emergency directions to read to the dispatcher and have them respond to your apiary. Um, hive biometrics. So some of the apps work with some of the 
hive doodads that are inside. So things like humidity, hive weight, things like that. Those are good things. If you can get them in one uh, apiary app, that's great. But sometimes you have to have two or three apps to do some, you know, some of this, some of that of everything that we're checking off here. Google Maps for vegetation observation. This is a super awesome thing to have as well. Um, to be able to say, okay, this is where my hives are on a Google map. This is what surrounds for five kilometers, how far they're going to range and seeing what's there. You know, if you have, uh, if you have uh, oil um, and chemical pond on within five kilometers, you might want to pick a different place to have your your bees. <laughs> you don't want your bees going up there and and bringing back some of that yucky yuck from from whatever liquids they have up there. So it's good to have Google Maps for vegetation and other hazards. It's good to have weather predictions on your app. So weather predictions for today, tomorrow, for a week, for a month ahead of a time. And it's sometimes good to have some of those farmers uh, almanac type uh, predictions so that you can make long range predictions on what you're gonna be doing when, you're, when the last frost is probably going to be. Uh, they use different ways of doing those weather predictions and, and a lot of times they are spot on. So it'd be good to have weather predictions from several different sources. Uh, it's also great that you can have logo and branding adoption on your uh, app. So if you're able to throw up your branding, if you're able to throw up, you know, the nice squiggly letters and then your little icon picture that you have for your apiary, that'd be grand on that. Uh, invoice creation with logos and info, that's great. Uh, geolocation, we talked about that before, but that's super important. Um, other things that you can possibly find on some of these beekeeping apps, uh, beekeeping education. So, you know, you've gone through your basic beekeeping education, but you know, there is that little thing that's wiggling and niggling in your head that says, I remember something about uh, dearths and how to test if the dearth is happening. So you go back in your literature under dearths and you go and look and see, oh yeah, if you put a line of honey on, a, on, on the airport landing pad in front of your, uh, in front of your um, hive um, and it's a dearth, they'll line up like little piggies and start munching away on the honey. But if a flow's happening, they ignore that and go out and get the flow. Oh yeah, that's right, I remember that. So, <laughs> it's good to have in your app or uh, access to beekeeping education. Um, disease library. Very important that you find an app that has a disease library. Being able to see what a cobweb of a wax moth looks like is important. Or whether this is an actual um, spider that's living inside the hive and eating all your bees. You know, it's always important for that kind of thing. Or whether you have American fowl brood or stone brood, you know, it's important to find it in the disease library. Reassure yourself what it is, find out what the cure for it is and just drive on. 
um, access to mentors online. Now, a lot of uh, things they have uh, a pay per use access to a mentor. Um, some have access to apiary inspectors. Um, some have a crypto environment that allows you to pay for extended services like mentoring or for hive diagnosis. There are some, some apps that you can take a picture of it, send it in to an expert, and the expert will say, well, that looks like this. Can you take a picture of this, that, and the other thing? And so you do, and guess what? They tell you what's wrong with your hive. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Like, if you're stuck and you just can't figure it out or if you're in there doing a hive autopsy and you're like oh I, I haven't a clue what's caused this hive to die off and you take pictures of the whole entire hive the inside of the hive the outside of the hive the vegetation surrounding the hive the dead bees at the entrance of the hive close-ups of the bees to see if their tongues are sticking out and then you send it to the freaking uh, hive diagnosis place and they go Bling! this is what you have friend your hive has just been poisoned with malathon or whatever. <laughs> so um, it's it's great thing to have. Uh, also, it's a good thing to have on your app feedback channel to the software geeks. They are always looking to make a better app to make more money off of you. So if you can suggest something that'll bring them more customers, they're more likely to, to use it. Sorry about the little ding-dongy things. Um, and so having that feedback channel to Software Geeks is very important. It's also important to have some sort of hive chat, um, fellow beekeeper chat. So you get on there and you say, I, I don't wanna pay for some um, hive diagnosis, but I've got this and this happening. Have you seen this before, friend? And some guy gets on there who's an armchair uh, beekeeper oh yeah I've seen blah 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 and uh, so um, <laughs> it's sometimes useful you can sometimes get help from other people you can make friends on there all sorts of things like that okay things that aren't really that important um, some of these things have beekeeping games on there <laughs> just what we need Something to uh, um, keep you from doing your beekeeping jobs when you're supposed to be doing your beekeeping jobs. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't really need those, but you know what? Sometimes it's fun just to uh, sit in the shadow of something and after a hot day of beekeeping and take your beekeeping uh, uh, hat off and get some fresh air and just kind of veg in front of uh, a B computer game on your phone. So, <laughs> but, uh, and some of these uh, um, beekeeping apps actually have embedded little, little silly beekeeping games. So, um, so we finally got to the t area that, that we are going to be talking about our High, our, our apiary apps that we use. And I have used these top two, and I would suggest these top two, B-Tight and Hive Tracks, T-R-A-C-K-S. Check them out on your, on your application. Both of these are both 
uh, apps and software for your computers so that you can print stuff off, make hard copies, that kind of thing. So, um, and, and they're really good, full suite apps. A lot, of, a lot of these ones, including these two, have the ability to use a certain amount of this for free. And then after you get a certain number of hives or after you, if you want to use certain specialty um, uh, items, you have to pay the full amount for. Just know that Be Tight and Hive Tracks, if you go in and pay money for uh, a year, just know that the next year you have a subscription that will come out whenever they decide to take it out. So just be aware of that. If you want to try it out, you want to try the paid version out first, you, you buy it and then you go to your PayPal or whoever you're using to, to pay money to this gentleman and you cancel your subscription and then you're only signed up for one year. You can trial it for one year, see if it works. If it doesn't work for you, then throw it away. Okay, so B-Tight is the one that I use the most. I really enjoy it. It has the ability to print off uh, QR codes and put them on your hives. It's got a lot of things. A lot of those checky boxes that we just talked about, it's got them. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Hive tracks, I like a little bit. I have used them. Um, I find that they have other different usable things on their app, but uh, not necessarily what I wanted at the time. Um, and we'll go into a few other ones. Uh, Beekeeper Light is an inspection assistance. Hive Keepers is a full suite. Um, Apiary Book, I believe, is a full suite. Uh, B Plus Apiculture Manager is a full suite. Hive Tool is uh, an assistant app. And then B Appy, B E E A P P Y. And I haven't used those, and I, I, don't, I don't know how any of those work. I just thought I'd throw them on there and say, this is this, that is that, and you can check them out yourself. Hopefully you uh, wrote them down. If not, re uh, rewind a little bit and then write them down. Um, I'm just gonna quickly read some of the things that they said about themselves and add in a few other ones that I didn't put in there. <clears throat> so, The American Bee Journal puts out an uh, app that is slightly different within the incontrovertible fact that it is an additional knowledge based. It covers all of the do's and don'ts of apiculture. So we're talking about that education component. Uh, giving everybody from beginners to skilled beekeepers a helpful bank of data that they can quickly access. Like with most hobbies, the area unit their area unit many things to find out and perceive however memory isn't everything isn't invariably easy therefore this can be whatever the b yank journal app becomes terribly useful having the ability to quickly check on one thing b related once you area unit out concerning amongst your hives it isn't solely handy however it will also prevent time additionally 
I'm thinking the person that wrote this doesn't speak English. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, the, the bee, American Beekeeping Journal app is, is a great um, um, resource. It's got that education-based thing. Hive Keepers for Beekeepers. Uh, this is a really fashionable app for hobbyists and industrial beekeepers alike. It permits you to record info concerning your apiaries, hives, even frames on individual bases. That's very nice for analyzing the strength of native traits versus purchased colonies. Say for example you captured a swarm and you have got a place up in the beehive in an exceedingly Oh, if you got to place the beehive in a field on a property that's ideal for forage, um, and then and then being able to rec record all that, um, you can use this app to capture important info on the productivity of the queen, her brooding pattern, resistance to pests, diseases, and honey production. Uh, great app concerning um, the ability to update your records. Uh, also visualization of images, um, records analysis, makes graphs, and provides notifications if you neglect a hive for too long. So yeah, and, and what I was just reading there, unfortunately, doesn't sound like English, but it's translated to English and doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and just skim over some of these things. Uh, Beekeeper Lite, this app could be a nice assistant. It permits you to record main points of every colony without having to sort out any words. I think it's got like a, a clicky thing. So it says brood pattern is full, medium, minor, scattered, and you just click the one that you want. It's a super awesome, easy way of going. <sighs> and then uh, it goes down to the very small things like is your queen marked and, and what color is it marked with so I mean it's it's a good app um, the developers of the app also answer queries and complaints and uh, any suggestions that you have so what we were talking about having uh, a feedback channel uh, Hive, app, Hive Tracks mobile app this is the other one that I use, um, and it has a, a marking on a Google Map. It uh, is you're able to work on this offline, so that's a good thing. Some of our apiaries are out of cell reception, so being able to work offline is a good thing. Um, it keeps a record of your hives, supported by GPS coordinates. Uh, once you're at your bee house, you're able to utilize your hands to urge the task to be done. You can create an associated audio record of your visit. So that's that's kind of cool. Sticky hands, all you do is speak into it, and it types out what you're saying. Or it makes an audio recording of what you're saying. And then you can type it out later. Once you're... Uh, um, makes it easier to capture all important info. Um, what you see is uh, significantly important. You don't see things that aren't 
important. So it starts out as your apiary and then and then when you click on a certain apiary it says you've got 15 hives in this apiary and shows you icons of 15 hives click on one of the hives it opens up it says you've had this many inspections this is the queen this is what it does you know this is what you've gotten out of it blah 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 so i mean you when you're working with it it just uh, sorts out all the information that you don't need and then what you, information that you're trying to find will be in s sequential um, uh, file folders um, and and it's all under a nice little GUI that you can uh, user user uh, very nice user format so <coughs> Then we have something called Bee Health App, and uh, it goes into a little bit of the education area. Unfortunately, this this thing guy this guy doesn't speak English, so <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a handy reference tool. It's about what it says. Apiary book one inspects expects this application to be able to tell. Um, oh, it, it essentially saying that. Uh, the person who made the apiary book is uh, apiculturalist so they know what they're doing and they're covering the areas that need to be covered mm. talks about the genetics of the queen has reminders in the app uh, and it, it's a good application to utilize when you don't have too much experience with applications. Um, another one called Beekeeping Demystified, a pocket-sized all things bee workbook, so that education component. Um, bee Plus Apiculture Manager is an incredible app in the Apple Store. Remember everything that you want to place down in your notebook. It'll be here on this app. For everyday inspections, um, you're able to list down whether they're aggressive or, or calm, whether you need to requeen the hive, hive inspections, weather of the inspection day, um, and this one also has distinctive QR codes for the hives, so that again was B plus apiculture manager. QR codes are the thing of the future, friends. Please take a look at them. <laughs> they, are, they are super awesome. Use apps that allow you to utilize um, QR codes. Um, you can also get uh, the same kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the little stickers that you can get. You can embed stickers into the hive 
and you can turn on uh, a function of your phone and it'll you, you put it in proximity and it goes and shows you that you have um, this hive and it's it's a little tiny resistor in there and it it makes your phone realize that this is this hive it, freaking awesome and uh, it can also help if your hives are stolen and somebody goes up with one of those readers and and can tell who that hive belongs to just with the information on that little chip all right hive 2 mobile uh, seems to be a, a full suite So, and then be appy hive management, A-P-P-Y, be appy. Um, this one here is, um, I don't know, <laughs> useful tool. Um, apparently it's very uh, user friendly and has all the mandatory options to trace and maintain your hives. Um, taking advantage of recent technology typically within the US. These apps don't seem to be very technical. Um, but they are able to utilize um, some of the some of the interesting um, things that you have with your phone, camera enabled features, graphs, um, reminders, um, and discussion. So that, that, uh, that whole entire hive chat idea with fellow beekeepers. So anyways, so that is that, um, we are, just finishing up some of the common traits of apiary management applications. Um, there are some computer only software that's really good, not as portable because it doesn't go on your phone. Um, and uh, usually utilizing a combination of all these different types of things is what you want to do. Um, have have ability to mark on your hive or, or be able to look at your hive and know the state that it's in. Um, being able to go up to your hive and, and read on there that there's a queen cell on which frame, blah, 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 that's important. But this stuff here is game changer. So please look into some of these apps. Unfortunately, it's just gonna come down to you trying out as many apps as you can. Download them all onto your phone um, and then go through them one at a time. You know, a lot of them have the free function where you can put in one beehive or you can put in five beehives or up to a hundred beehives and you just type in your information or make up some information, try using it, see if you like the little features, go look for those little technological in inclusions and uh, see, see which one you like. Um, it does take a lot of work to figure out which one works best for you. It's taken me nearly three years to finally narrow it down to the one that I like, the, the B-Tite. 
and uh, I've actually applied and got um, I actually went and purchased it I'm not receiving remuneration from this company however it would be super cool if they're listening <laughs> anyways but I'm not receiving any remuneration from any of these apps it's just an info information I'm throwing it out there you guys check them out see which one you like definitely if you have some opinions on it please get in contact with me either on my library channel or you can uh, Email me at fatbeehoneyranch at gmail.com and let me know your preferences. Um, if you have one that you want me to take a look at and, and see, um, if you're particularly proud of some software that you've written up, I'll take a peruse and see what it looks like um, and maybe include it on the next one we do. But uh, yeah, send me a line. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you like and subscribe on the platform that you're listening to this on. Um, make sure that you also uh, start um, getting a hold of some of the other beekeepers in your area and share information with them. Start making a community. We are only going to get through this hard time together. Um, um, and by hard time, I mean um, everybody's in a pinch now that we're starting to come out of this COVID bullcrap. Um, and, uh, and everybody's going to be in a pinch. Everybody's going to be looking for beehives. Everybody's going to be looking for swarms. Everybody's going to be looking for the cheapest way to do things. It's best if we do this in a group. Um, sometimes we can share uh, information. Sometimes we can share woodenware that we're not using. Please get a hold of your local bee club. If you don't have a bee club in your area, for sure start getting together a bunch of like-minded fellows that you uh, kind of sort of start up something and uh, you know get something going. Get a get a cooperative going. Do something like that. I mean, we gotta we gotta uh, reach out for support from others and get this stuff done. And we can't let other beekeepers go under just from the fact of being alone and being one of the lone wolves that uh, the department of making you sad can come and bite um or the uh <laughs> the tax man or um bills that just keep piling up when when you could be doing things for cheaper anyways guys uh, look out for your fellow beekeeper this is what makes our community uh as good and as nice and beautiful as it is um again uh, make sure that you guys are sharing this information and, and for sure share my podcast, okay? Have a great one. Ciao.